Megazord power on. We have a swim meet series for you this week, and we now have so many spinoff formats that I'll remind you pool seniors out there that a swim meet series is where we cover something that doesn't necessarily fit our traditional format. So a documentary, commercials, or in this case, a television episode, stuff like that. Making up the mega leg of the pool scene robot, I am the Robin's Egg Blue Ranger, Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. Jim, what's your color and Zord part? (laughs) Zord part, I'm the dick. No, (laughs) I am the Orange Ranger, and my dinosaur is... Stegosaurus. All right. Stegosaurus, and he's a dick of the Zord. I'm the dick of the Zord. It just hangs down. <laughs> That'd be great. It just flies in and attaches itself yeah. to the groin. Rita, that Zord's got a big knob. <laughs> and then when you call for the power sword, it erects and then jettisons. Go. Oh my God, that's great. All right, guys, power it up. Activating Megazord battle mode. Megazord So with the release of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reunion movie called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always, releasing this Wednesday, April 19th, we thought what better time to talk about the Power Rangers. So excited. We are specifically going to cover the first episode of the Fox Kids version of the series titled Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which debuted in America in 1993. Jim, before 1993, there had already been a lot of what we know as the Power Rangers outside of America. Give us just a quick history to get us caught up to 1993. Okay, so years ago, I didn't realize this dates all the way back to 1975, starting with Go Ranger, Jaka, Battle Fever J, Marvel bought it in Japan. Wow. And then it continued on and it became Super Sentai. Yeah. Super Sentai has been going on now for nearly 50 years. Haim Saban, who created the American version of this, will be covering the pilot episode Day of the Dumpster. He initially tried to shop this around yeah. in 1985. And I'm, I'm going to go through that a little bit here yeah. shortly. Starring Mark Dacascos. Yes, starring Mark Dacascos. Exactly. So which one has Jetto, 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 man? Okay, so the series before our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was called Zhu Ranger, yeah. was called Chojin Sentai Jetman. That one, Haim Saban almost got greenlit. He went back again and got this one greenlit. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Sentai we used to listen to Jetto Man. So good. When we'd swim at your parents' house and it was like <laughs> some of my favorite times ever. There are some great Sentai songs and they still hold up. They're great. Yeah. So, all right, Jim, thank you. I'm sure we're, we're going to be getting uh, more of your knowledge. I'm nerding out, Kevin. The Fox Kids version of the show just took footage of the Power Rangers and Zords. So what we see as the Power Rangers and the Zords was taken from the 1992 season of the Japanese series Kaiurayu Sentai. <laughs> 
Kyoryu Sentai. Ranger. Z Ranger. Yeah. Okay. So as Jim started to mention, and I kind of took it away from him. You motherfucker. While on a business trip to Japan, a businessman named Haim Saban, who worked in media, came across a French dub of Chowden Shi Bioman. Choden Shi Bioman. Choden Choden Chowder. <laughs> Scott Bayoman. Karate Bayoman. <laughs> Based on its popularity in both Japan and France, Saban had a light bulb go off that this would also work in America. So as Jim said, he shopped the American version of Bioman. Only one thing could stop them. A team of brave freedom fighters led by Victor Lee, an expert in martial arts. Zach Taylor, a detective with an unusual style. Kimberly Hart, a sometimes clumsy, always clever aerobics instructor. Billy Cranston, an athletic heartthrob with a body of steel. Trini Crystal, an intellectual and struggling novelist. Stay tuned to see if they will save the world. Available sometime in your future. Which featured our dude, Mark DeCoscos. He shopped it for five years and no one wanted it. Yeah. It wasn't until 1992 that Saban had found a network executive who was familiar with Super Sentai. So like he's been saying this stuff to people and they're like, what are you talking about? Well, it was smart because the production of it would be cheaper. He'd just be lifting footage. That's it. He would. Yeah. They just licensed the footage. And then film the live action here. So finally in 1992, a network executive was familiar with Super Sentai. So Saban got to work same plan but just adopting the kyoru sentai jew ranger there you go footage for the american audience his title was galaxy rangers that was the initial one yep and it was picked up for an initial 40 episodes galaxy rangers stay tuned to see if they will save the world so the American footage, so because basically, let us explain this to you. The episodes were already made in Japan. Already done. He just licensed the footage and it wouldn't matter. They're all wearing helmets. Yeah, you could just dub all the, the voice. battle scenes. You dub the voices and then any footage. And these are 22 minute episodes. Exactly. Without commercials. So 22 minutes of footage, half of its fight scenes and stuff that you can watch on Tubi right now. Yeah, by the so way. literally he they had to shoot maybe eight to 12 minutes of footage per episode. So very cheap. The American footage was shot in California and as part of the licensing agreement for the Japanese footage, additional footage was filmed on the set of Zhu Ranger of the villains interacting with the main cast. Mostly Rita Repulsa had to speak English phonetically slowly in order to make the dubbing seamless it's still not seamless it's bad not as bad as like when i was a kid i didn't really notice that much godzilla movies yeah but now it really looks like the godzilla movies yeah so they expected episodes 39 and 40 to be the final episodes now if i'm not mistaken jew ranger was like done traditionally most super sentai shows would last between 50 and 55 episodes a season okay so jew ranger was done a year ahead they were they were they were like that show was over they moved on to the new season yes, in super sentai of super sentai so basically they expected power rangers 39 and 40 to be the final episodes however due to the massive success of power rangers fox kids ordered additional episodes weekday afternoons on fox yeah! if you loved them before Wait till you see the latest Power Rangers. Sword of Power! Join TV's hottest heroes. Let's rock and roll! For twice the thrills. No! And double the chills. The best is yet to come. Now let's show them what we're made of! Catch an all-new Power Rangers episode today at 5 on Crew 62. 
So it meant not only more Power Rangers, but they had to take the footage from something and there was no Zoo Ranger left. The following season of Mighty Morphin. Mighty Morphin went three seasons where they had to keep to the point by the third season, they literally had to start making yes. up their own footage. Right. The next season in Super Sentai was Die Ranger. Go say Sentai Die Ranger. The only thing they used from that were the Zords, the White Ranger and the White Ranger Zord. Everything else they never acknowledged. So basically we started having continuity issues. Bad. Because why are the costumes different? Why is the Zord different? They had to start explaining. They were using from two different series yeah. following Mighty Morphin. Yes. They were so they were just taking footage from other things and having to explain why they look different. Why, you know, this and that. So after 20 episodes of season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, three of the Power Rangers, Austin St. John, Kimberly, Amy Joe Johnson, Walter Jones, Walter Jones, who played the, the black Ranger, not literally like the black skin Ranger, but who the, was, I mean, that was the controversy. Yes. The black guy was the black Ranger. Yeah. They left the show over contract disputes. So they had to use body doubles, voice doubles, stock footage of these three actors. So basically, so they could hide this until there was time to write them off of the show. Yeah. We will now start the ceremony to transfer power from Jason, Zach and Trini to Rocky, Adam and Aisha. Raise the sword. Departing Rangers, you have served with courage. I thank you. I know that in your new life, you will serve with dignity, humility, and strength. Go now and make the world a better place. The power will always be with you and will protect you. The show, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, was a non-union production, which in Hollywood means Ugh. abuse, low pay, long hours, unfair contracts, hostility, zero royalties for young actors. Ask David Yost about that. Yeah. Jesus. A nightmare. This version of Power Rangers, as Jim said, made it three seasons, but not just like when we think of three seasons, we think of like prestige television. That means 30 episodes syndicated or like yeah. network television. That might mean like 70 episodes over three seasons of Power Rangers. There were a total of 145 episodes. Milk and that's way money, man. Season two alone had 52 episodes. The first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was called Day of the Dumpster. It was revealed in 1999 in a special called The Lost Episode that the pilot was basically the same story as Day of the Dumpster, but with several differences. So basically, Trini and Skull were voiced by different actors. Their hangout was a bowling alley instead of a juice bar. Alpha had a different body shape. Zords were called droids. The power morphers were called transmorphers and Zordon was called Zoltan. So shout out to Lord Zoltan, Pittsburgh <laughs> legend. Initiate plan B immediately. Uh, what is plan B? Just push the button, Alpha. What will that do? Teleport to us the most dangerous group of ruthless, yes. underhanded, yes. overbearing, yes. self-absorbed, yes. and over-emotional humans in the area. No, not teenagers. Correct. And then there was a second pilot, which was seen for the first time in 2007 at Power Morphicon. And Jim, how did, how did you never go to Power Morphicon? Because it's all the way out in Los Angeles. I gotcha. <laughs> some of the pilot made it into Day of the Dumpster. And then some of the pilot, the second pilot footage was used in a later episode called Big Sisters. So Jim, now that the pool sceners, they got their Power Rangers history lesson, they're all caught up. They know everything there is to know. Let us know anything you could find about episode one of Day of the Dumpster and new and number ones at time of release of airing. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. 
Well, this debuted on August the 28th, 1993. Now, the VHS of this episode ranked number 35 in a list of top video sales, number 11 on a list of top kids video sales for the year of 1994, also compiled by Billboard. The tie-in 3D read-along audio cassette, which I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. 3D read-along audio cassette, a fucking pop-up book? That tells you how much they were, like, pulling blood from the stone with this. Dude. Thing crazy it became the number one seller at walden kids which walden books had a kids division no idea this placed the lion king the number one song at the time absolutely had nothing to do with the power rangers however maybe a little tie-in with i don't know people thought jason and kimberly would have made a good couple but not till tommy and kimberly ub40 can't help falling in love with you Better than the Elvis version. Sorry, I said it. Now the number one movie in August. Guess what, kids? The Fugitive. Nice. Starring Harrison Ford. Great movie. Love The Fugitive. Talk about, it's not one of those movies you plan to watch. And I said, oh no, I never watched The Perfect Murder again because it came with the DVD player. The Fugitive came with the yeah. family DVD player. Watch the shit out of yeah. that, though. I, that's one I watch like every time it's on TV. It's so good. Even the sequel, U.S. Marshals with Wesley Snipes, pretty damn good, too. So that's kind of what was going on, you know, a little bit here in the world of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right, let's morph into the plot. Thoron said these power morphers would give us power. Let's do it. Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Triceratops! Saber-tooth tiger! Tyrannosaurus! While on the moon, two astronauts find a dumpster. Again, they're on the moon. A dumpster on the moon. Well, Kevin, they land a space shuttle on the moon. Yeah. So they... Dumpster on the moon. When they open the dumpster, and this happens in like 15 seconds. Yeah, we get there quick. When they open the dumpster, an evil sorceress named Rita Repulsa is set free along with four of her minions. Uh-oh, morning breath. Let me get Stop you a it. man. Oh, it's good to be free after 10,000 years. Here, your evilness. Let me help you. Walk with me. Talk with me. Oh, you made me step in a puddle, you nitwit. Get out of my way, monkey face. <laughs> Don't leave! You'll miss my coming out party! That's when I destroy the nearest planet! <laughs> They've been living in a dumpster on the moon for 10,000 years. She's like, damn, I need a good stretch. And I also want to conquer that planet down there called Earth. She actually says like, it's time to conquer." She said it in the, the beginning of the damn theme song. Yeah, like, I want to conquer the nearest planet. But you think most movies like we have covered, there is 10 seconds of exposition. Oh, I've been in a dumpster. I'm going to stretch. Conquer that bitch. Yep. And she's also like, hey, minions, get to work on my moon palace. Finster. On Earth, specifically in Angel Grove, California, five teenagers named Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, and Kimberly are hanging out at the youth center. They're doing karate, gymnastics, you know, teenager stuff. You know, what you do at a juice bar, too. Angel Grove Radio. 
It's a stupendous Saturday in Angel Grove, and the big hello goes out to Ernie and the kids at the Angel Grove Youth Center Gym and Juice Bar. Keep those fruit shakes flowing, Ernie. When they get some juice at a juice bar, as you do, Rita causes an earthquake. In the command center somewhere in the desert, a wizard <laughs> yeah. named Zordon. He used to battle Rita, apparently. Yeah, like 10,000 years ago. 10,000 years ago, whatever. He's caught in a time warp. Okay, there you go. He tells his robot assistant, Alpha 5, to teleport him five teenagers to help be protectors of Earth. Danger! Danger! It's the big one! I know it! We'll all be destroyed! Calm down, Alpha. It's Rita. She's escaped, and she's attacking the planet. Ay ay ay! What do we do? Teleport to us five overbearing and over-emotional humans. No! Not that! Not teenagers! That's correct, Alpha. I was afraid of that. Our karate gymnastics juice-drinking teens are teleported to Zordon. He tells them they are now the first Power Rangers, which I would have raised an eyebrow. Here's the funny thing. I love the fact during the teleportation sequence, they are conveniently already teleported in the colors that they're going to be. right, exactly. And I will always say in this universe, it drives me nuts, that nobody, until later on in the seasons of Power Rangers, can't put together which one's who, because they always wear the same fucking colors. Colors. Right, they correspond. He gives them power morpher belts, which they get to use the first time when they fight putties that Rita has sent to attack them. The power morphers transform them into the Power Rangers. Rita has sent one of her minions, Goldar, to Angel Grove City, so Zordon has Alpha 5 send the Power Rangers there as well, which they, like, what a messed up day because, like, they just get, like, yanked around all over the place. They fight some people, get sent somewhere else. I will say that the infrastructure in Angel Beach is stellar because the city gets fucking destroyed every week yet somehow they are able to rebuild it within six days. (laughs) When Rita uses magic to turn Goldar into a kaiju or giant, the Power Rangers summon the Dinozords and then form the Megazord. Yeah! Then Jason summons the Power Sword, but Goldar retreats before they apparently were going to... The final blow. Behead him or impale him or whatever. They were going to spill his Goldar guts all over the city. Back at the command center, the teens are finally convinced that this is real. It took all of that. <laughs> they accept their new responsibility with three conditions. They must not use their power for personal gain. They must not escalate battle unless forced to do so. And they must keep their identities secret. Zordon is like, I'm your dad now. I'll be mowing the grass. <laughs> You're having a beer if you need anything. Not actually, but he does tell them he'll be there for advice, wisdom, and guidance. You've been through an extraordinary experience together. You need each other now. And the world needs you. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Me too. You can count on me. Affirmative. I don't know, you guys. I mean, the outfits are cool and everything, but my hair gets all tangled up inside the helmets. I don't think I can do it. Oh, no. Kimberly, Kimberly, no. Not. Circuit overload, circuit overload. I, 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 You guys are just kidding. I, Oh, humor. What a concept. Let's do it. Power Rangers!
I do love the disconnect, like being a big fan of Zhu Ranger. The difference here is there's no Zordon in Zhu Ranger. There literally is the equivalent of a, I believe it's a million year old wizard that is now a superintendent of an apartment building <laughs> and their command center is miles below the earth is where they keep their dinosaurs in each. I'm glad you said that because I have questions later. Yeah. Okay. You send me those questions later. Primary cast, Austin St. John is Jason Lee Scott, the Red Ranger. How do you say, to, is it? It's a Tui Trang. Tui Trang as Trini Kwan, Yellow Ranger. Walter Emanuel Jones as Zach Taylor, the Black Ranger. We're going to cover him again soon in Backyard Dogs. Yes. Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly Hart, the Pink Ranger. David Yost as Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger. Paul Schreer as Farkas Balk Balkmeyer. Love it. Jason Narvi as Eugene Skull. Skullovich. Skullovich. And David Fielding as Zordon. A ton of secondary cast. Machiko Sog as Rita Repulsa. Uh, they Bar- basically used the Japanese, yes. same Japanese woman. The voice was by, done by Barbara Goodson. There you go. So, and so on and so forth. You can go and read the, basically the voice cast of the rest of the characters. So for Day of the Dumpster, why don't we talk about best scenes. Jim, which scene in Day of the Dumpster made a splash? Oh my God. And we're only working again with like a 22 minutes of footage. (laughs) There's really not much we can work with here. That first morph... As we get throughout the season, the Power Rangers, they're not going to morph for the putties because the putties are just runts. You know, this is the first time. So that's my first scene. Yeah. I love the putties. Yeah, they're just great. So Rita's minions make like, essentially they have like an easy bake oven. They're clay. Yeah. They're, they take clay, which looks like turds, and they put a little turd in the like. We've done this when we were kids. Yes. In the Play-Doh thing, they close it and then they like bake them. But then the, I don't know what the technology is, but somehow the putties come out as like real dudes. But the noises they make. So unnecessary, but I love it. Exactly. Like, and then they're sent to fight the Power Rangers while the Power Rangers are like questioning if any of this is real. Now, they've already been, like, transported two different places. Yeah. They're fighting these dudes who are obviously, like, not human, but, like, yet they're like, is this real? It's so hard to, you know, logic with yeah. this. But you'd think after they'd morph, they'd go, oh, I can't see in his fucking helmet. I can't see yeah. shit. I'm right. constricted. But, man, that first morph, I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like, holy well, shit. So that's my my next one is, is what I call the kaiju battle with Goldar when they morph into the Megazord and scare him away. Because basically we've got all these kids or teenagers sitting around being like, is this real? And they're kind of getting their asses kicked oh, a yeah. little bit. And finally the red Ranger's like, why don't we just try these belts? Yeah. But I'm so glad that on this show that they explained how they knew to do any of this stuff. And the funny thing is though, so in the Japanese equivalent, they explain even more, which makes more sense yeah. because he's like, they queued up to like muscle memory. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've done this a million times, whatever. So they turn into this giant Zord. I mean, initially it's like in tank mode. Yeah. But like I said, exposition helps because in the Japanese version, they pull out the power crystals. You need the power crystals to go to Megazord. Okay. There you don't. So there's more exposition. All right. Well, that I'm happy about that. And then uh, finally, what I have at the end of the episode, when they agree to be the Power Rangers and Kimberly gives us the wonderful not joke. (sighs) It's so 93. It's so perfectly placed in time. She's like, the suits are so cute, but guys, I just don't think I want to do this. It's funny. It's perfectly placed in time, but sometimes she comes across like a valley girl in 
1983. So it's yeah. like 10 years on, 10 years off, but it's fine. It is very an eclectic group of friends. I find it absolutely incredible. I would like to have known the meeting where they go, okay, we're going to reshoot this pilot, but I don't know about a bowling alley. Let's do a juice bar. Yeah. Oh, they're just going to sit around and drink juice. Well, no, they can do gymnastics and karate within a juice bar. Fuck health regulations. I guess you can't do it in a bowling alley. All right. So Jim, before we move on to our logic open discussion, who is your favorite Power Ranger? For me, I mean, hands down, when we get to that point, it's Tommy the Green Ranger. That's, I didn't watch Power Rangers that much. I remember watching it with our friend Morgan, you know, who he would watch it and stuff. I don't remember. I'd watch it here or there. But I remember thinking like, man, that Green Ranger kicks ass. It's fucking awesome. When he shows up, I always had a thing like dudes with ponytails were always like so cool. Like I loved Alexander Grady from Best of the Best. And like Tommy the Green Ranger when he had the ponytail. <laughs> Terry Silver. Terry Silver. <laughs> and then like Tommy became the White Ranger too, right? Here's the slope. He becomes the Green Ranger. Who is evil? How does he become the Green Ranger? Okay, so Tommy is the new boy in town. Rita thinks, in order to beat the Rangers, I need to have somebody that can become friends with them and be like them and infiltrate them. So she turns Tommy evil using the power of the Green Ranger. She has a green power coin. She made an evil green coin. So throughout this whole thing, they're able to defeat Tommy, who becomes a kaiju himself, mind you. They make him big before they give him the Dragon Zord. Tommy becomes good. His Green Ranger power dies. They end up lifting footage from the additional season we didn't see over here. He becomes the White Ranger. One eternity later. He goes from White Ranger to Red Zero Ranger, and then from Red Zero Ranger to Red Turbo Ranger, and then six years later, he becomes the Black Dino Thunder Ranger. He started making his own comic books on the side, because I have my own JDF story, rest in peace, and he ended up becoming, in a comic book flavor, Lord Draken, who was a combination of the White Ranger and the Green Ranger. Nerd alert! Okay. Talking about a guy who did not want to do anything with Power Rangers when I initially met him, to somebody who sank his teeth into this, big time. Interesting. So, start off our, our discussion i've got to say the music on the power rangers fucking shreds it's almost like jim johnson it's awesome it's so great it's just like these gnarly guitar riffs yeah love it so well, a big issue i have in watching this as an adult and, and you started to explain it a little bit where do the zords come from physically like are they underground in the california desert had zordon like commissioned these waiting for re to return who built them who paid for them like did zordon find a contractor like a military contractor. And he was like, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. (laughs) I need about five giant dinosaur themed robots, robots that form in the limbs and then can operate the tremendous weight for all of them to hook together and operate as one big robot. And then I need some place to store them (laughs) and have them available on call. So going back to Zhu Ranger, they're only called Dino Zords because of Zordon. Okay. And they just kept that and they still have kept it to this day. So in Zhu Ranger, they were actual living, breathing dinosaurs. Okay. So they were called guardian beasts. Okay. They independently talked and were able to communicate to the Zhu Rangers. In our version, they were just robots. That's why, it. why though? Why did they change? I have that? no idea. Maybe because it's weird to see living dinosaurs that become robotic. And then when they become the Megazord, or as they called it over there, Dizusion, as the Megazord, he would literally communicate with all the Rangers. Like he was in effect, their God. They didn't have a Zordon. That was their God was the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. So over here, I wonder if it's because, okay, we're marketing it to 12 year old, you know, eight year old, nine year old American kids. And it's too much exposition. Kids like fucking robots. They're just going to be robots that live in lava. 
That's it. And they can be summoned upon command. All right. So uh, the other thing, I love the Angel Grove Youth Center and Juice Bar. I wish we had something What like a bizarre that. place. Like, first, I don't see much youth. There's not. It's just. I don't see a lot of kids. I see a lot of, like, young adults. And then, is Jason getting paid for teaching the karate classes? I fucking hope he does. Because, like, Jason, every, like, the whole beginning of the episode was like, oh, you got to join Jason's karate class. Jason was so awesome. And Jason was, like, teaching, you know, everybody tips on their karate, and he's teaching this karate class. Chimbi. All right, class, what is it that martial arts helps us to develop? Courage, kindness, integrity, fitness, loyalty, and discipline. That's good. You memorized that very quickly, but... Hey! Geek! <laughs> Teach us how to beat people up. Yeah! <laughs> martial arts was not developed to hurt others. We did not sign up for a geeky karate class. How did any of this happen? Yeah. Why are they at these? Do they have parents? Do they ever introduce their parents or show their parents? We never see one parent. None. That's so... I mean, so they're all latchkeys. It would be very hard to explain, though, if... You know what I mean? Like, if they had parents, it's like the whole Spider-Man, like, where are you going at night? Yeah. You know, why are you just disappearing? You were at the dinner table. You fucking got beamed up. <laughs> Balk and Skull straight up try to fight Kimberly and Trini. Balk and Skull. Hi, girls. How about that double date we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> what about? Sorry, guys. What's the matter? We're not good enough for you? Leave us alone, Balk. Oh, yeah. Make me. Yeah. Make me. If teleporting didn't make me shit my pants, when Zordon pops up and says, welcome humans, I probably would have shit my pants. I'd be like, A, I just got transported. B, where the fuck am I? Yeah. There's a robot talking to me. I'm in this command center. And what is that floating head? Yeah. And then I like how there's incredible amount of exposition explaining and showing everything to them. But then there's like no instruction manual on how any of it works. Nope. But again, we get the scene where I'm glad they at least did this, where they're like, it feels like I've been doing this on my whole life or whatever they say or like, I just know what to do. Megazord power on! Like Glad that they did that because I'm like, Zordon's just kind of like, here's your power morpher. And like, we're going to send you here. And it's like, they just have to figure it out. I always found it weird. Like in the process of them teleporting, they're able to talk to one another. How? Yes. They're fucking light. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So, well, that was a good, I think later we can return. Maybe cover the Tommy Green uh, Ranger arc. Those were the best. Green with Envy. Is that what it's called? Green with Evil. Green with Evil. Five-parter. Five-parter. We can we can do other Power Rangers episodes, just how we've done Saved by the Bell episodes previously. But what a juggernaut, man. We got yeah, the 30th anniversary. They did a movie. Thing. I'm surprised I never see the, the Power Rangers toys that often. It's Megazord. When evil space aliens threaten Earth, the mighty Morphin Power Rangers in their Dinozords morph to become the Megazord. The Megazord is part of the mighty Morphin Power Rangers ultimate battle system. Hey, I thought you were driving. Me, I thought you were. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, too hot to handle.
You know what? Because they did have like a ton of stuff. Dude, you know how much they were going for now? And I had all of them. Really? Shit, yeah. That's why I said the toys were amazing. You had the Automorpher toys, which I wasn't a big fan of, but I still have my Green Ranger, my Red Ranger. I always found it weird, though, sometimes with toys. They had their logo in the middle of their chest in the toys. Never did that. Yeah. On TV. They didn't even do it in the Japanese version, which huh. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's weird. But it's funny. As you get later on in the Power Rangers, especially with the Green Ranger himself, it's easier to figure out what the American footage is versus the Japanese footage because the Green Ranger uses the gold shield, which is fucking awesome shield. In our footage, it looks like a cheap piece of crap. <laughs> in the Japanese footage that we use over here, if you see like more of a constructed foam-esque looking shield, that's how you know that's a legitimate Japanese so version. So here's here's something I don't understand, and I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this, but before we you know move on, finish up the episode, massive success in America. Oh, huge. Obviously massive success in Japan because it's going. going for over 20 years and it's still going. Yep. Why didn't the two franchises get together and work on a show together? So basically, like, I get that not all American storylines are going to work for yeah. Japan and not all the Japanese storylines are going to work for America. But why didn't they find a way to trim the fat a little bit so that, like, Saban could have been like, hey, guys, we want to write our series based on exactly what you guys are doing and then that way there weren't so many hurdles you yeah. know what i'm saying like what was smart how they did it in japan they usually bridge seasons by having like a movie it'll be like the previous season versus the next season like a cross season i should say versus they didn't start doing that here with like previous seasons like you'll see the mighty morphin season because most of the time mighty morphin here is season one there's nothing beyond that like in japan so the power rangers is it called mighty Morphin power rangers the movie yeah the when 1995 95 so it came out at the was Power Rangers still on? It was or did it would come like after they the were filming, they were wrapping up the third and final season of Power Rangers. But it was found out that the Power Rangers movie is non-canon. Okay. It's a non-canon movie. why? Just because the costumes are different, the storyline is a bit different, the Zords are different. Did they have the actors return? Yeah, it's the same actors that were in the TV show. Okay. So it was verbatim, but they've literally said they've kind of removed that from canon. All right. Because it doesn't work in line of the TV shows. That's why they moved it. did they use, did they shoot all their own footage or did they still borrow footage? This was all original shot, which was confusing. Like I said, they filmed the third season of Mighty Morphin and they were filming the first season of Power Rangers Zero as they were doing this movie. Weird. A lot of clusterfuck. So then a few years ago, they made a Power Rangers movie Ugh. that I, I guess is actually good. I did not like but it. But I think... Yeah, from someone, I think it's good for people that are not familiar. Casual. Like, I would like it, yeah. I think. But people who are like into the lore and the whole history mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah, I don't think it it's like more well. of a, like a biological suit. And now. then now, what are your expectations for the reunion? The Luther Vandress always and forever power. <laughs> if he doesn't come on and sing here and now, I'm going to be very upset. No, I'm looking forward to it. Like from what I've seen in the trailer, like you don't have Austin St. John isn't in it because of all the, all the issues he's having with the law. And then, but you have a majority of the original cast and secondary cast. I am interested to see how they're going to do the Jason David Frank Green Ranger. Pretty sure well, him, him and Kimberly and, didn't yeah, film. No. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they use, don't mean to get technical, a legacy morpher coin where you can just be whatever Ranger you Ooh. want. So they've introduced that in the past couple years. So that'll be interesting, but it looks like it's 
tried and true to the original Rangers and kind of seeing it being signed off by David Yost with all the fucking hate he got while on set. I mean, wasn't there some reason as far as like why Amy Jo Johnson didn't do the new movie? Amy Jo Johnson, basically, she came out and talked about her and JDF's non-involvement even before he died. And it was simple. She's like, I've kind of just moved on. I don't really want to do this stuff anymore. It wasn't like I bashed this. I'm stupid. I don't want to do this dumb shit. It was just they just weren't interested in doing it anymore, which on JDF side when he was still alive kind of amazes me for how hardcore he was into the Rangers. Uh-huh. But maybe creatively they said we wanted X, Y and Z and he wanted to do A, B and C. So maybe that's why. Yeah, it says she declined an offer to return and basically she but she said she never said no. So I that's very confusing. It could be money too. She said she's looking forward to seeing her friends kick ass. So she's like supportive of it but at the same time like not in it so I, I don't really know. I'll watch it. I mean, um, uh, I'm going to love is it. Is it going to be all new footage too? It's all new footage. Nothing not recycled. from Nope. No borrowed. Bushi Ranger. Or I just think it, it maybe because I'm just such a like a hardcore Rangers fan. That, New York Rangers. New York Rangers. What I don't get is normally when they go from season to season they either like destroy the powers that were previous and destroy the Zords and they introduce new toys. It's yeah. just like with everything. Yeah like Transformers. So it's like how can you do mm. something you've already destroyed but I don't know we'll find out I got to suspend disbelief and just enjoy my childhood on okay. Netflix well before we go a couple of things I want to talk about where we normally do a final app is so Variety published an article how movie studios have come to recognize that this is a quote come to recognize that having an exclusive theatrical window is the best way to maximize profits instead of releasing everything simultaneously on demand well no shit <laughs> so you're telling me that people going to the theater and paying 10 to $20 per person to see a movie. Ridiculous. And that's the only way to see it. You're telling me that that 30, 50 for John wick for my dad and I. So you're telling me that's, they've never noticed that putting the movie on and streaming service for free, isn't going to maximize profit. I love the people that are in charge and somebody is getting paid to figure that out. So stupid. God almighty. I mean, I don't really know, but like what, what are the costs associated with putting in theaters? At least, at least try, at least try to put, it in theaters going to regal and niles this is the first time i've been there forever when i went when my dad last week to see john wick four like nobody works there anymore yeah. they don't even have like the movie mylars oh, on top of this i'm almost surprised they don't have like self-checkout well there was to get tickets yeah. there was nobody in the booth up front you yeah. get your own tickets it's sad yeah. but before the movie starts they go Hey, we're hiring cast members here now at Regal Cinemas. Right. First off, if you w- did work there, the five of them, do you want to fucking be called a cast member? Do you, hey, I was yeah. a cast member on Regal Cinema movies. No, it's the same people selling tickets, getting your popcorn, sweeping the floor, and running the projector. Yeah. Now, I went to whatever it's called. Golden Dawn Cinema. Golden Star. Golden Star. Golden Dawn's restaurant. Golden Dawn Restaurant Cinema. <laughs> uh, Red Dawn Theater. But I went to Golden Star Theater like to see Nope last, last year, whenever it was. And they made that place so nice. And they that's an old in, Regal. Yeah, and it's old Regal, but they put in the reclining seats and the, you get beer and all that. But like, why? <laughs> why uh, did they make the investment? Because one... Again, they're not putting movies in theaters. Nope. Two, even when they are, you have no idea what's like going to be a hit. There's certain choices like going into that Regal. They had like on the marquee, they literally have five movies. That's yeah. it. There are 14 screens in that place. Yeah. 
five or six of them are allocated to Mario. Yeah. We saw John Wick in my favorite theater, which is Theater 12 in the way back in the small yeah. theater in the shitty chairs. Yep. I can't believe it costs $30.50. Oh, cents. yeah. It's, and we got no concessions, nothing. Yeah. Because you should shouldn't be, eat popcorn. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, the other dumb decision I want to make, is, or I don't want to make a dumb decision. I want to speak about a dumb decision. They are removing the HBO from HBO Max. What are you, fucking stupid? I've gone on Twitter rants. The HBO Twitter account said, we're no longer HBO Max. We're now Max. Why in God's name? And it proved because their stock took a massive dump today. Speaking of day of the dumpster. Why would you get rid of a name that is in the popular lexicon that is known for a premier entertainment in HBO home entertainers, home box office. Yes. That even holds more weight now in a streaming atmosphere. Get rid of the name Max. Just call yourselves HBO. It's not TV. This is HBO Discovery Cinemax, Plus. Discovery, and then there's some other properties, franchises so. in there too. But Who cares? Like, so HBO, all hits, no misses. Yeah. Always, always, always. It's always been prestige television. It's home box office. It's always been yeah. great. Cinemax, ah. softcore porn. Yeah, that's all I know Never Cinemax Never been anything for. but softcore porn. I would appreciate it if the streaming service was called Cinemax. Yes. All right, cinemas, maximum. Discovery, there are people who like Discovery. Deadliest Catch, Dirty Jobs, I'm good. There are people who like Discovery. So if you have those three things and you're like, all right, we need one name to wrap up all three. HBO Max, to me, you've got the HBO in it you've got cinemax, cinemax and max is a play on cinemax because it's like maximum hbo and then you don't have discovery wrapped up in that so but what they've done now is removed the hbo for just max and now so, you're putting max out front so dumb it's like the logo should be a pair of uh like tits uh, yeah like, like half cover tits yeah i can't think of any of those evan stone's face oh god not evan stone a guy that ruined every softcore porn by him going <laughs> it writes itself Here's how you tag it. Discover HBO Max. There you go. Done. Show me the money, suckers. I, it's just so weird. Like, because literally, no, in my opinion, the majority of the people that get that streaming service, they want the HBO. Yeah. They want to watch Succession. They want to watch Sopranos. But I love how they have like Max Originals. I'm like, no. How, how are there Max Originals? You can't, you can put anything on those are, Max Originals. Yeah, but those aren't good enough to be HBO series. Isn't like Station Eleven is a Max Original. Right. It's. Fuck off. The only Max original for me was Nightcap. Real, no, Real Sex was HBO. Yeah. My point exactly. Yep. Hookers at the point. All right. Well, stay tuned on that one. Speaking of HBO shows, that hey. was a great HBO show. Yeah. Um, Kevin, may the power protect you. Yes. All right. Go, go, Power Rangers. You mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh-huh.